Welcome to another episode of the Ramp Check Podcast. I'm Tony. I'm Aaron. Hey, it's it's Ryan. Sorry, I'm chuckling from our sound check earlier. Chuckling? <laughs> what the hell are you from the 40s? Good. I'm sorry. Morning. I'm giggling. Don't be such a square, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm just getting over a cold. So if I sound like Wheezy from Toy Story, that's why. <laughs> um, you always sound like Wheezy. Jeez. <laughs> in fact i feel a song coming on <laughs> don't make me laugh hey eh? <coughs> wow oh but uh anyway um did you guys introduce yourselves yes you sure did okay whoa okay turn off and there's lightsaber lightsaber good morning you need to on put your lightsaber away there brother uh, what are you trying to say there brother this is the this is the ramp check podcast not the uh not the force users podcast or <laughs> that's right anyway that's um, that's the new term instead of it's morning <laughs> saber <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be a rough one, I can tell. Uh, all um, right, we'll dial it in. Sorry, okay, that's, focus. that's fine. Uh, thank you for not giving me any shit about my intro yet. Yet, yeah. <laughs> well, you haven't really given one. Yeah, to... we just kind of went off. Well, yeah. you did a little bit. Okay. So it's been a while, but uh, not a, right. too long, but it's been a few weeks since our last one. So welcome back, everybody. Yeah, wanna uh want to say thanks once again to uh, Hess for joining us. That was, uh, that was mm-hmm. a great episode. I... Yeah, it was like two hours long, but it was That's still right. a great That's episode. Right. We had a lot to cover, so it was yeah, real, that yeah, was, that was cool. And you guys can follow him on Instagram at, at Spinny Side Up, and he posts a lot of cool stuff um, from his uh, local medical helicopter job. Yes, and uh, oh, speaking of Instagram, uh, what two hundred and thirty-eight followers now? <laughs> yeah, we're. We're up there. Man, we're getting we're there. Getting so many. We're catching up. You know, my daughter has 2.2 million on Instagram, so we're we're getting there. We'll get there someday. And you know, I I think the girls I coach soccer at the high school have like thousands, so we're getting there. We're, <laughs> yeah. This is this is kind of a new thing, and and you know, speaking of, we're getting there. We're starting to get uh, national audience too. So. Um, uh, Instagram, indiana.jodes. Now, it's J-O-D-E-S. I know I have a cold, and but it's... It's really not Jones. It is Indiana Jodes. Jodes. Hey, Dr. Jodes! Um, Hold on to your potatoes! <laughs> anyway, she just... Uh, uh, she sent us a message. Um, uh, this was back on the 9th, actually, and sorry we missed it before now, but... Just uh, wanted to say hi to us and let us know that she's loving the podcast. She's a uh, line tech slash FBO cool. employee. Cool. It yep. looks like she's, and she is a pilot. Cool. Um, and, uh, you know, she's in aviation. She says a fiction auto, 
which when you apply there that you to go. us, it's nerd. But <laughs> yeah, um, that's good. Yeah, but we anyway, were, and she's in Indianapolis. Yeah, so, we were just looking at her Instagram, and she definitely loves aviation like we do. Oh so yeah, that's awesome. So so the word word of the Ramp Check podcast is definitely spreading. Uh, people are sharing it uh, with their friends. Um, and uh, people are just discovering. I'd like to know how she actually stumbled across the uh, podcast, yeah, that, that if she was cool. a follower of yeah. ours on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but hey, if you're a new listener to the podcast, um, you know, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts, make sure you give us a five-star rating mm-hmm. um, and comment. And then um, maybe just say hi to us on Instagram and uh, let us know where you're coming from and uh, or where you're from. And where are you coming from anyway? Um, just where you're from, maybe what you do, and uh, and how you heard about the podcast. We we'd love to know. So um, and speaking of Apple Podcasts, you know you can subscribe as well, which we'd appreciate because uh, as our as our friend Fast said, make sure you listen to all the episodes. That's right. Because they're they're definitely worth listening to. See, uh, my phone agrees apparently. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, and and if you're listening to us for the first time, you know that we're just three brothers. We're on here. We're just shooting the shit. We're talking yeah. about aviation yeah. uh, and our past experiences. In fact, we're going to begin the Romfalo interview series. That's right. Um, and uh, I think we're going to start with what? Nothing. I just pictured myself with a pipe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of like the beginning of, of Hess's interview. And yeah. like putting the pipe in the mouth and he's got a sweater. A, a bathrobe yeah. and a little dicky around your neck, you know. And puts, puts his leg up like Captain Morgan on the, on the uh, fireplace. So, because uh, when we did our very first episode, and you can tell, um, we were, I don't know if the word nervous or just. I just don't think we knew what the hell nah, we were doing. No. I mean, Tony no, probably did more so because he's been on the air before as a as a DJ Q99. for radio stations. But, but Ryan and I, I mean, the most we've been over the airs is just like our our radios, you know. Right. You know, ramp three one, come in. Yeah. Line to base. Line to base. Line to base. Have a fuel load. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So right. yeah, we. <laughs> I mean, we probably still sound like idiots, but you know, at least we're getting more we're, familiar we're, with the format. Don't care. We're more don't accomplished care. idiots. But uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, so we're gonna we're gonna touch on that. Um, you know, a couple current events, of course, nine uh, eleven. Uh, the anniversary just passed. Uh, mm-hmm. What uh, what's that? Seventeen years now? Yeah, seventeen years ago. Seventeen Isn't that years crazy? ago. That's just and, and well, we're going to talk about this too. Yeah, that was crazy because we were, um, you know, I coach high school soccer, and we had a game on the eleventh, and the the school we were at did a little thing beforehand where they honored like military and police. It was really cool, and I talked to the girls on the team the next day. And when I realized it was 17 years ago, most of the girls in that group weren't even born yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's they, un- they, it's they, unbelievable. Because I was like, where were you guys? On? And then I'm like, wait a minute. Some of you weren't even alive yet. Well, so. I was swimming in amniotic <laughs> fluid. <laughs> or, <laughs> or like Hess would say, they were still with their dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right. 
<laughs> what, what did he say? He, he Went said, to prom with his dad and left with his mom. He says, I, I remember going to the prom with my dad and coming home with my mom. That's what oh he said. That was a good God, that one. That is so yeah. funny. That's a classic headline. That too. is classic. Oh my god! Yeah, I I told him that, and then I realized like a couple of things. One, I realized that they would never feel like and could never experience the emotions you felt that day. Right. You know, they can hear about it and they can watch things on TV and learn about it. But unless you truly experience that, I kind of felt maybe what some people might have felt like during World War II, maybe like when the first atomic bomb was dropped or or, or like the Pearl attack Harbor. on Pearl Harbor yeah, like we, or like we, where we you were and where Pearl you Harbor, remember. Yeah. Well, even even Vietnam, because I was born in mm. 1967 while Vietnam was happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I have no way to relate to it. That's what I'm saying. You know? you know, like the people that experienced those things probably remember exactly where they were, what they were doing when they heard the, those kind of things happening. And, and it's not like I was disappointed, but that they could never feel that. But when you experience that man it was it was well, a crazy well you, you day. don't want anybody in the country to forget that day exactly and to forget yeah. what happened because then you know you become lax you become complacent um and in this day and age with you know travel and especially air travel since i mean that was the main thing about 911 was the air travel and and those hijackers taking four aircraft in one day and actually succeeding in three of the four attacks, and thank God for those passengers on Flight 93 in Pennsylvania. I mean, I could just imagine. It gives me chills to think about mm-hmm. what happened on that aircraft and and exactly, you know, how that aircraft, you know, flew into the ground, right. you know, and, and who was at the controls and which one of us badass Americans was just beating the fucking shit out of those terrorists <laughs> flying the airplane? Oh, shit, which man. caused that. I mean, it, it pisses you F-bomb. off because you're like, you wish that they would have been able to take over the aircraft. But, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, they'll always be heroes. I mean, they, they didn't allow the terrorists to accomplish that particular mission. Right. And they sacrificed, and that's what it was all about. They sacrificed their lives. Exactly. To prevent that from happening. Did you see the movie United 93? Oh, I yeah. mean, that's a stupid question. Yeah. Of course, yeah. we all have I seen it. I actually rewatched it this week because of Did you? The yeah. September. Yeah, that's a, that's a rough yeah. one. To watch. So it is. And, you know, and then they did the other, uh, the other movie uh, commemorating. Um, September 11th of 2001, uh, mm-hmm. World Trade Center. Mm-hmm. Oh, that yeah. was the one with Nicolas Cage, right? right? right. Which Nicolas Cage was actually pretty enjoyable in that movie. Um, <laughs> at least he wasn't trapped in the rubble going, I am the greatest. <laughs> I, uh, anyway. Or why didn't you put down the bottom? <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, the point that I'm trying to make is uh, the movie World Trade Center. There was so much going on there at Ground Zero during the uh, search and rescue and recovery and then clearing it all out that they kind of had, and they had lots of witness accounts, so Mm -hmm. they had a really accurate representation Mm -hmm. on how to make that movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, obviously, it's Hollywood, so there were some, you know, liberties always always taken, you know, for dramatic enhancement or whatever. But with United 93, all they had were 
cell phone accounts from people right. calling their loved ones. Right. Um, and then uh, whatever they could get from the ATC archives. Mm-hmm. To to put did, all that together. Did they together. recover the cockpit voice recorder, or did, or was that shut shut off? Did the terrorists know how to shut that off? I don't remember. I don't know that they did. That's a very good question. We'd have to yeah, uh, we'll research, research that. that. So that might have been a resource as yeah, well yeah. to kind of get an idea of what kind of scuffle happened in the right, cockpit right. Um, or or whatnot. But well, I know I, that they could tell like the trajectory that yeah. the airplane was I going. I want to say and, that right. they did recover it because I want to say that I remember. And this isn't a fact thing, so don't someone say he doesn't know his facts. But I want I want to say I remember reading that that's how they know they actually made it to the cockpit was because they could hear the commotion. Yeah. Why just either right outside the door or right. or in the actual yeah. cockpit before it yeah. crashed. Why don't we put Grayson on that? Grayson, why don't you uh, verify? Fact check if, that uh, for Fact us. check yeah, for Grayson. Us. If you can get that, and yeah, you'll do that. So, um, but uh, it's just that that movie. I remember the first time watching that, um, and uh, it just. I mean, watching everything unfold live on television is one thing, and and I remember the rage and that. And I think we're going to go through each of us. We're going to kind of give just a couple of minutes on what we were doing, where we were at when it happened. And, um, but, uh, it's, I, I just remember watching that movie for the first time and just feeling so much anger and, I know, you know, just towards the, I I don't even want to say it. I just, (laughs) I better not. A couple of Um, bleepity bleep F words. Like, yeah. Pieces of cowards, cowardly, hypocritical yeah i don't even know if we could go if there's a word to describe how disgusting right so so those terrorists as far as i'm concerned are the germs on the piece of gum mixed in (laughs) with the dog shit that i stepped in the other day while walking through a sewer yeah Actually, I wasn't walking through a Son sewer. Son of a but... motherless goat. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so, um, yeah, so to kind of, in, in our own way, commemorate uh, 9-11, because we were all um, working in the aviation mm-hmm. industry at the yep. time. So, yep, we were. Um, who wants to start? You want well, to start, I, Aaron? I, yeah, I just kind of let us know kind of sure. how you found out, what you were doing. Sure. So... I, I found out um, the morning of September 11, 2001, I was, I was working at, um, uh, for an FBO millionaire uh, Provo, down in Provo, Utah at the time, and uh, I actually wasn't scheduled to work that day. Were and we all three working for Millionaire at that time? I don't know. That 2001. I know I was. But I, we I don't we all were. You guys I, were you? Yeah, were I was you? working wow. for Millionaire in Salt Lake. Anyway, sorry, That's didn't crazy. Mean to interrupt. Yeah. yeah. So so anyway, I was, um, um, I actually had somebody at work call me and tell me kind of what was going on. I turned on the TV, um, you know, couldn't believe it. Looked like a, a freaking Hollywood movie. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and then uh, within minutes of turning the TV on, the second aircraft hit the second tower. So I watched that live on freaking TV. I couldn't believe it. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and um, 
So I actually drove down to the airport. We actually had a charter flight to work that morning. Um, the uh, BYU football team, Brigham Young University, there in Provo, Utah, um, their football team had an away game um, upcoming um, from that. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember what day September 11th was on. But mm-hmm. but anyway, um, and the flight got canceled, obviously. Um, and I remember at you know, being at the airport and seeing the facts come through from the FAA. And I have a copy of that fax. I don't have it in front of me. But basically, it, it, what it read was that the airspace of the United States of America is closed. Nationwide and ground Nationwide ground. Like, it was, it was unprecedented. I mean, it was unbelievable to read that as an official fax from the Federal Aviation Administration. And it said any aircraft will be met with armed challenge. So it's like, holy shit, this is real. Like, yeah. this, this is not, you know, messing around. And and I remember receiving that fax with everybody there at the airport that morning um, after everything went down and, and, you know, the military and the FAA and the government and everybody, you know, were able to figure out really what was going on. Mm. And so they closed the airspace down completely. And I'll never forget that, just how eerie and how weird it was. And then hours after, like, there was no sound in the sky. It was so weird. No contrails. No, like, nothing. And it was because even medical helicopters and medical uh, aircraft weren't even set up to fly yet because they had to get waivers and special permission, and that resumed shortly after. But there was a period of time there where it was just like birds. It was crazy. It was so well, weird. And, and I remember before um, they started clearing like, you know, the medical helicopters mm-hmm. and things like that mm-hmm. is um, I remember hearing jets in the air and I'm like, mm-hmm. what the hell? And yep. it was uh, F-16s that yep. were patrolling the Salt Lake Valley. I do remember that. And uh, But it was distinctly. still completely eerie. Yeah. Um, just, uh, yeah, hearing... All of that, and but but I mean, this is weeks later. It yeah. seems like you know, yeah. but it was only, you know, I don't I don't remember how many days the the ground stop actually held. Were, uh, were you guys? I so, know I was with maybe Ryan. I don't know if Tony, you were there too, but we were golfing up in North Salt Lake, and this was a few days after September 11th, mm-hmm. and we would see the Hill Air Force Base F yeah. 16. Yeah, I was there flying because around that's, the valley, like four of them in formation. That's when. We, including Dad, used to go golfing like every Monday, yeah, or every right. other Monday, every, or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, so that's right. I, I do remember. I do remember that. But, what about you, um, Ryan? Yeah. Um, well, before I tell you, I just looked up the whole cockpit recorder oh, yeah, yeah. from '93, and you know, besides the with no insult to the Muslim or Islam religion. Besides the little, oh Allah, most gracious, and praise Allah, and Allah, besides all that, it looks like about five minutes before it crashed, um, I'm just reading the transcript, they're saying that they want to get in here, hold the door, hold the door from the inside, and then you hear all this unintelligible stuff, and get, get out, sit down, get out of here, and it's so, it sounds like there was a huge struggle, and then they were trying to move the airplane erratically to stop them from getting getting in and then when they realized that they weren't going to stop them the last words were give it to me and put it down so yeah um 
you know, so pray, not praise to Allah, praise to those people that freaking (laughs) fought for their lives. But, um, anyway, um, no, mine, I, I remember it so vividly. I was living in Orem at the time, Orem, Utah, which is about, I don't know, 45 minutes south of the airport, but I was working Mm -hmm. for Millionaire. I was a line supervisor then. And I just remember, um, at that time I was married and my wife was going to school and she'd get up early and I worked four 10 hour shifts, noon to 10 PM. And when she would get up early and go to school, I'd probably, cause the night before I wasn't getting home until about 11, get to bed at 12. I'd usually sleep till about nine thirty, ten 10 o'clock. Um, I just remember she's getting ready for school and she woke me up and she's like, Hey, there's been a, there was a plane that crashed in New York and it, and it hit one of the buildings. And in my mind, I'm just thinking like a small plane hit a, yeah, hit right. a building. And I'm like, Oh, which has actually happened. Yeah. yeah many times. I'm like, I'm like, Oh really? And I kind of just roll back over and then I hear her on her phone on the phone with her mom, I think it was. And I hear her say, yeah, it was a big one. And and there's like a big fight. And so I, it kind of woke me up. And I just remember going into the front room there and, and watching the TV and watching the footage. And what I happened to actually witness was the second plane hitting. But mm-hmm. I thought it was footage that someone got from the first plane. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the, the guy on the news was like, wait a minute, this, this this is another plane. This is And the guy on the news like didn't really know how to say it. He's right. like... He's like, are we live? Yeah, are we he's live? Like, is this... Yeah, he I was remember. totally confused, and and then I just remember kind of getting on the phone with I think I talked to Lisa, and I don't remember if we talked, but um, I didn't later. know. Then I just was glued to the TV for an hour, and then I remember thinking like, "Do I go to work?" And then I thought, "Yeah, I'm gonna go to work," you know, in case right. we need to be right. there. <clears throat> and I listening to the radio. I'm, I've got about a 45 minute drive to work. Um, I'm just listening to all this that's happening. And I remember I was coming down the point of the mountain area there on the freeway. And I just remember, I remember really clearly. I know none of you here know this part of the freeway, but there's a like an Ikea there now. It wasn't there, but right around that area, I just started sobbing. Because um, I think I just thought about like the loss of life and... I just knew what a big change it was that had happened and and I didn't and you're hearing all these other reports and and then like Aaron said I got to work that day and you got to understand it's the international airport mm-hmm. so every day when I'm there all you hear is jet engines props you just hear it your entire shift and it becomes background noise and there was just no noise oh yeah nothing being out at that airport and hearing nothing and we no apus even on the ramp just nothing and and then about every 30 minutes like clockwork an f-16 or two would just they do the like they were coming in to do a touch and go but then they would just fly and cruise up and you're just like it was just surreal and then and then after a couple hours, all of a sudden, we get this call to ramp all these planes, and we're fueling, and, uh, you know, and they're, well, we're going to go, and we got to take this family to D.C., and this and that, and all these charter jets, and then all of a sudden, then it was like, no, no, you're not going, and then it was like, well, this jet might get approved, and it's like, no, nothing's approved. Right. 
And for a few days, we just did nothing but fuel medical helicopters. Mm-hmm. And it was, yeah. I remember thinking, am I going to have a job? I remember oh, thinking. Oh, I know. It, it hit yeah. the aviation industry hard. And I just, like, I remember all that vividly. As I'm telling it, I can just remember, like, where I was on the ramp, like, watching the F-16s fly by. And everyone in the lobby is glued to the, the TVs and no one just knows what's gonna happen and it was a it was a scary day but mm-hmm. anyway that's where i remember so i was um i was working for millionaire at the time as well i was working the west side of the ramp so or the west side of the airport where all the commercial, commercial right <coughs> oh, sorry <laughs> damn look at that that's gonna be edited out <laughs> Anyway, so I was working on the west side of the airport, and um, so we had we had the ground handling contract for Frontier and JetBlue at the time, mm-hmm. and we had uh, and I worked nights. I worked like from it was like six or seven p.m. until like one a.m. Mm-hmm. So time to to service those flights and then you know do whatever. Um, but um, So we had a late flight the night before, so I got in at like 2 or 3 in the morning, and and so I was asleep, but then, and my wife, uh, I was married at the time, she she worked downtown in Salt Lake, and uh, she had already left for work, and I was at home asleep, and I got a call from her mom, from my mother-in-law, and she's like, hey, are you watching the TV? And I'm like... I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm, just, you know, I was, I wasn't even awake. <laughs> and um, were, were you an old grandpa back then? That's, just, <laughs> that's what I sound oh, like when I, I when I sleep. Uh, <laughs> sound like an old man. Why are you calling me on the telephone for at this hour? Uh, but anyway, um, so she said that a that a plane had hit a building in New York, and mm-hmm. you know, and again, like like you said, Ryan, I just. Figured it was just a, uh, you know, a light plane, little single yeah, engine, little, little single prop, you know, kind of like a bug on a windshield uh, situation. And I kind of drifted back off to sleep. Well, a few minutes later, I was like, what? This doesn't make sense. Because she said something, and I can't remember. I just couldn't quite put it together and why it would be on the national news and, you know, all over the news and that. So I turned the TV on, and I see the the first tower burning you know you can yeah. see that oh, they're, yeah. they're talking about and and before i could even get the volume up or really comprehend what they were hearing i'm thinking to myself how would a small single engine plane cause that much damage right. to a building right. and then i'm thinking you know uh-oh something's not right you know but terrorist attack had not occurred yeah, you, you, yeah. at all right at all um and uh, I had, uh, I can't remember if I'd been to New York. Yes, I had. In fact, oh my gosh, I was in New York City like three or four weeks prior to that. Um, and I'll have to go back to that story because it's kind of eerie. But um, so anyway, and then I kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm awake now because I was kind of jarred awake by what I saw. Mm-hmm. And then off to the corner of the screen I can see the other plane and I see it hit live Mm -hmm. and I'm like and I just remember saying to myself oh shit Um, 
Yeah, this is we're under attack. Yeah. yeah, and and oh, that's yeah. I mean I said that to myself. We are under attack, and I just started getting all shaky and and you know you kind of get that cold sweat on your yeah. forehead, and I'm watching it. Well, then um, we hadn't seen any footage yet of um, American Airlines, which struck the tower first, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so I'm thinking through my head, oh my God, what if it was that plane that I worked the night before because we had the JetBlue contract and JetBlue uh, on their overnight flight, it, the, the aircraft originated in Long Beach, mm-hmm. stopped in Salt Lake for passengers and fuel, and then was a red-eye flight mm-hmm. that would arrive in New York at you know like 6 or 7 in the morning. Well, this one was running so late that... It's ETA, after we serviced it and got it off, put it in that airspace at the exact same time. So I'm thinking, oh, my God, was this one of our planes? <laughs> that Was yeah. this the plane that I worked last night? And I'm freaking out. And then I finally saw the footage of American Airlines. And obvious, I mean, it was obvious it was American Airlines. You could you could see it. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, and then all the reports started coming in. Right. And it was... American and United that was hijacked and right and then people saying that there are bombs going off yeah. I mean it's crazy when the when that chaos happens just how much is going on I mean they said that uh, um, I, I remember like people saying that there's bombs going off at the at the UN mm-hmm. um, that Secretary of State at uh, and then of course the um, uh, that there was uh, there weren't confirmed reports yet that an aircraft had actually crashed into the Pentagon, but they were going after like right. there were planes targeting the White House, yeah, the Capitol the, the, building, yeah, all there these were evacuations at the Capitol, the White House, like everywhere. Yeah, it was crazy. And there's a lot of speculation that the um, United ninety three that crashed in in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. by the passengers forcing that down was headed either to the White House or the Capitol. Right. So it's like, you know, thank God that didn't happen. Yep. Yeah, Save that just lives, just freaked me out. But um, uh, so, you know, I was trying to figure out if I was going to go into work that night or not and making some phone calls. And they said, yeah, everybody needs to come in. And I just remember seeing, um, getting in there in the evening and seeing the military presence at the mm-hmm. airport. Oh, yeah. And, and again, not seeing or hearing anything going on. And, you know, we check in for work and we're all just kind of sitting there. It's like... Yeah, I know. You know, talking about how weird that was that, you know, our plane was there at the exact same time. Um, I talked to a JetBlue pilot a couple weeks after this, uh, once flights were resuming again. He said, and I can't remember if it was... Him or another pilot that when they were flying into Boston, they had a near miss with the aircraft that was heading towards New York, the Mm -hmm. uh, United one, Mm -hmm. the second one that hit, Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, that they had to, you know, maneuver around it. Now, people are going to say stuff, you know, well, I ate this and this and this. You don't know what's true and what's not. I just thought that that was just really interesting but um just to get back to what i said earlier about i was in new york Mm -hmm. uh, a few weeks before um one of the things one of the perks that we got uh for working the west side of the airport was we got flight benefits on um jet blue so my wife and i flew out to new york 
Um, we flew to New York City and then we flew up to uh, Buffalo, spent a couple of days doing the Niagara Falls mm-hmm. thing, and then we mm-hmm. then we planned our flight where we would come back, spend a day, uh, come back in the morning, spend the day in New York City, and then fly back out um, later that night. And um, I remember when we got back into New York City, we took the subway and we went out to Battery Park. Mm-hmm. And... Um, we took the ferry out to the Statue of Liberty mm-hmm. and yeah. the Statue of Liberty. Um, <laughs> and uh, all the bowling alleys had been wrecked. <laughs> I am a fleshy headed mutant. Anyway, sorry. Um, but uh, so we took the ferry out there and uh, I was, I was videotaping, you know, the Statue of Liberty and just yeah. the skyline. And then I saw the two, the, the twin towers, the twin yeah, towers of the World, World Trade, Trade Center, Center. Yeah. and kind of lingered on there for a second. And then I kind of came, you know, was looking around. Then I came back on them. And I looked back on the video after I got home, and I went back to the towers like six times. Yeah. It was just eerie how drawn I was to them. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah, and then, they're gone. And then a few no, weeks I, later, they were I, gone. I stood under the towers one time before they, they were taken down about a year and a half or so before. It's 99 when I was down at the World Trade Center in New York. It's crazy. I have pictures of them just, you know, with them just overhead and they just like keep going and going and going. It's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, 9-11, we just can't forget, you know, we we always need to realize like, and our military is one of the most important things that we have here in this country Mm -hmm. because it does keep us safe. Um, The people that want to do harm to us. They want a September 11th attack every day, and then, mm-hmm. and that's why it's so important to, um, you know, el- eliminate them on their soil and right. don't allow stuff like this to happen over here. And that's why it is so important, um, you know, for our military to be so strong because it's a deterrent. It's also a way to eliminate you right. know, these terrorists. And yes, obviously, you know, diplomacy and you know, war is an awful thing. Yes, yes, yes. But the thing is, is you can't really talk to and negotiate with people who would who value death more than they do life, and that's why it's so important. You know what pissed me off the most about nine? Well, I shouldn't say the most, but <laughs> added fuel to the fire for me is yes, I was upset um, that somebody would be so bold as to to use airliners as yeah. an attack, and that right. was, and and you know the FAA admitted that was unthinkable nobody could yeah, even to, to be able think. to hijack well, yeah especially four in one day exactly you just don't people don't function nor, normal people don't function that way they just don't think about stuff like that mm-hmm. but um um yeah the loss of life it was was heartbreaking and it was terrible and it was such a sad day and i i remember catching myself uh sobbing at some point during that day as well um because I was just so angry. And, and I mean, even in Utah, which is, you know, how many thousands of miles away from New York? I felt violated. Yeah. You know, and um, and, and nothing that I felt could could even come close and compare to the families that were directly affected by right. this. Right. I just I couldn't even imagine. Well, well I love. And, oh, sorry. Oh, no. Let me just finish this thought really quick. And and then I remember watching on the news and seeing these 
these citizens in these Middle Eastern countries dancing in oh, the streets, cheering. celebrating oh, yeah. this loss of life. My, yeah, made oh my, my God, boiled too, it, dude. it was. I mean, I if I would have been president and seen that. I don't care how many people or who thinks that that our current president right now is a loose cannon. You want to see loose cannon? If I was in office when that happened, <laughs> I would have nuked the entire fucking Middle East. <laughs> okay, I'm better now. Maybe, maybe but, not but, the I whole mean, Middle East. That was, but that was just the rage that I was feeling at the time. It you know what I mean? Anger, obviously. And, yeah. and I then, know. And no, then just anger. to see them celebrating in the streets, I that's know. just what... Put my anger over the edge. Well, and it's, oh it, it's, what, it, it's what separates, you know, civilized human beings and human beings that are <laughs> and brainwashed. Me? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, what, what I'm getting at is, is, you know, you don't see us, like, if we attack a terrorist camp or you see attack, you know, and, and there's there's civilian casualties. We're not out dancing in the streets. No. We, we feel bad that somebody died that was innocent. Right. We're going after the terrorists for a reason so they don't hurt people. But the and thing yes, is, there is, is collateral damage and all this stuff. But, but like, we're not going to sit there and, and celebrate in the streets that, yay, all these people died. No, that's not it at all. That's yeah. what separates us. All right. I, I'm, and, and I'm sorry for saying that I would have nuked the entire Middle East, but I think, I don't think that I would have. Of course, I, you know, I was never in that position anyway, but just, just to convey that anger that I was feeling, no, just I, to I see know. people doing that. I know. And you know what? The difference between a civilized military and a bunch of backwater terrorist yeah, idiots is that if, if we try and make a surgical strike and there's collateral damage, we debrief and see what we can do better so we can avoid that collateral damage in the future. Right, exactly. You know, instead of just, I, I don't, I yeah. don't know. Ryan, no, you were going to say something. Sorry. I oh, out. no, I, I honestly don't even know. Oh, I think I was just going to say what I, one of the positive sides that came from that was it was really nice for a period of time just to see, like, everyone in the country just... You know, you didn't hear anyone bitching about Republican or Democrat or liberal or conservative. You didn't hear any of that. Instead, everyone was just like... We're all Americans. Yeah, let's let's heal from this. Let's try to do what we can to make sure this never happens again. And it was just so nice to not see all the political bullshit. It was just nice to see... Right. You know what it's all about and although unfortunately we got around back to it again and and it's just how easily we can forget but you know that's what I remember the most about that it was nice because I wasn't having some stupid worthless argument with someone over some small political issue right instead right. everyone was just like you know we need to heal and that that was nice but Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully it doesn't take anything like that again to happen for people to realize that we're all Americans. So anyway, just go listen to yeah. Lee Greenwood's I, God Bless the USA. It <laughs> makes I, everything better. I think the whole point of discussing 9-11 is just to really, you know, talk about the raw feelings mm-hmm. and and what we all felt. And, and uh, you know. Well, and also to just... 
like you said, remember how we felt, remember what happened, but just so in our everyday lives, we're just diligent. We, we kind of look and see, yeah. you know, I mean, with the emergence of ISIS and these other, you know, these other terrorist cells that are trying to operate actively in mm-hmm. America, mm-hmm. I mean... You look at all these attacks that have happened in Europe oh, yeah. over the last couple of years yeah. in in soccer stadiums at, at I mean, well, just wasn't that the, the Ariana Grande pe- concert? Yeah, pe- people at, driving cars into people. Right, people exactly. The people, Boston bo- Marathon Yeah, the bombings. Boston Marathon bombings. I mean, it, yeah, it's, it, it's crazy. We just have to be diligent. We have to keep right? our eyes peeled. We all have to realize, you know... Not only are we Americans and and whatever country you're listening from, if this thing reaches all over the world, which we're hoping, you know, we all have to be civilized human beings that have, you know, compassion for life and do whatever it takes to have to defeat anybody that values death more than life. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah, it's exactly what it comes down to. And having, like you said, having a strong military, Mm -hmm. no matter what country you're in, having Mm -hmm. pride in that military. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the military is not just there to be a bunch of barnstorming circus sideshow acts. Mr. PP, um, you know, the military serves a purpose and, you know, air shows and that. Yes, they help demonstrate our military might. And who knows? Maybe maybe one of these terrorists sitting in a cave somewhere is watching YouTube video of an air show and thinking, oh, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't piss these guys yeah, off. Yeah, maybe we should. You know, exactly. and so, so yeah, it's it's entertainment, but it can also be a deterrent, and it can also show this and that. But having a strong military isn't just to to force your policies or whatever on mm-hmm. other people. It's to protect ourselves. And you know, unfortunately, with all this stuff that's happening abroad, part of the reason the military's here. And, and doing what they're doing is because they're trying to keep the fight off of our particular soil. Yeah, Protect right. our people. Exactly. Protect yeah. our people. I mean, I look at it as, you know, because of how, how much I'm into sports. Like, our military, like, everyone wants to be on the winning team. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> right. We've got the winning team, and, you know, no one wants to be on the losing team. And so as long as we <laughs> keep winning and taking the fight other places... And I feel safe here on my home soil, and f- my freedoms are protected. Like I said, God, God bless America. Then, <laughs> and uh, and and to all of our, um, I don't want to say soldiers, but I mean to all of our military men and women out there who yeah. are, who are actively protecting um, our freedoms and our people. Uh, I, I can't thank you guys from the bottom of my heart enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I served in the military for a short period of time, and uh, um, I felt a lot of pride when I was in the military. I never got deployed, like I said, but um, it's, you know, to live that lifestyle day in and day out, to be whether you're a dependent, a family member, or you're actively out there working the line, or you're working... Um, you know, with the infantry out in the trenches, so to speak, or if you're in the cockpit of a fighter aircraft, or uh, you know, you're or flying rubber dog shit out of Hong Kong. Exactly. No matter what your position is, 
is thank you for doing what you do and and just don't forget about all the support personnel that are out there helping this happen and, and that even goes on the on the civilian side of things mm-hmm. i yeah. mean when we first deployed out to afghanistan after 9/11 um you know a lot of the airlines they they transfer their commercial airliners over to um to the military so yeah, they can to, to fly on those charters. In fact, did you yeah. know this? Did you know that when you look at an airliner and if you see the American flag on the airliner, that means that that airline or that particular aircraft or airline is actually they're they're certified or authorized whatever to fly our military to people f- back and forth on charter charters. flights. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that for a long time. Um, so so I'd, I'd say Air Force One's probably qualified. That's probably yeah as a big I, American flag. I, I would I would think so. <laughs> Thank you. So um, definitely. Yeah. So we're running about forty five minutes right now. I know we were going to start our interview series, but I, I think it was pretty important that we yeah, were able to get our 9/11. feelings. Yeah. About 9-11 out there. Anything else you want to add, Ryan? Nope. I, uh, I think I kind of got it all out there. Yeah. Uh, um, I guess it was my turn to get fired up today, which I, guess. Which I did. Yeah. Sorry. I know. It's still <laughs> I did still drop at least one me. F-bomb, though. So. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I, I think I've only heard two, which is less than previous podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it happens. You know, it's not too bad. <coughs> So um, crazy. So next podcast, why don't we start our uh, Rum Follow interview series so people can get to know us a little bit better mm-hmm. once again. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, if if you're listening and if you want to comment right now, hit us up on Instagram or uh, Twitter. Yeah. Um, yeah. And let us know what you think of this podcast. Share it with your friends. Um, and um, I think we'll get to the aircraft challenge. Uh, we've got. Uh, yeah. Is that okay? Or geez, because. From a few of our significant others, I guess it's not popular among them. You know, I was going to say Jesus. that. I was going to bring that up, but I thought, no, you know. Well, <laughs> it just shows but, yeah, who just the, the feedback. true aircraft fans are. Right. So yeah. We, yeah. Don't, we don't think the aircraft challenge is necessary. <laughs> well, and here's all, here's all I'll say, Deanna, is do you know what an f I wasn't going to mention is? names. Do you know what a... F-16, actually, you probably do because you've come to air ben shows air with shows. me, and so you actually do. So I'll, I'll be nice, but we think our listeners that know things about aviation <laughs> will like the aircraft challenge. So we're going to keep doing it. We are going to keep doing it. So, What's the point of the aircraft challenge? To talk about aircraft. <laughs> because we want to fucking do it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you just threw I another F-bomb. I did again. Okay. I'm sorry. It's okay. We're actually I'm... pretty clean compared to the line. We... Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. You've been in the line chat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, base to line, we've got a Cessna 172 that needs a top off to the tabs, please. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Modern It's not my not turn. Gosh, not Wait, I got Get a up. new pen. Let's Get the pens. pens. Yeah, that's what we're if, trying to avoid. This, guys. this show, if if you've lie. ever been in a line shack, and I'm sure that uh, our friend uh, Indiana Jodes can uh, can um, relate to this. If you've ever been in a line shack, our show's pretty much G <laughs> yeah. to PG rated. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's way toned down. Anyway, you, pen? you got one. Okay. You pen. Um, okay, <laughs> so we're <laughs> yeah. here. He goes. Oh, here we go. <laughs> 
Oh jeez! Did around the pens. Speaking right. of that, I was I was actually talking to Ryan the other day, Tony, about uh, pens. Uh-huh. We need we need to come out with a Ramcheck Global pen and the, sell it as the official pen. The of official pen, pen, pen kit. Oh my yeah, god, that's and, and hilarious! You know what? We can it as a winning pen. Like that's yep. right. And yep. It's it's yep. gonna be. It's not bitching about. It's who gets to go that's, fuel the aircraft. That's right. Exactly. There there you go. Exactly. So right. it's coming. Stay tuned. Coming soon. That's uh, hilarious. I love that all right. idea. So is this... Kay. You know what, guys? A few times I didn't have this. Is it updated? So we went all through this, and then we did that one and that one next, and now we're here, right? We didn't do this round. We didn't we? do that round okay. yet. No, right. not yet. Because th- this one, I remember the, the B1 went through the DC-10. Okay. The, okay, so yeah, yeah, let's... So those went... So we're up wait. on... We're the Northeast, right? B30, yeah, so these are correct, right? Well, these are current. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, yeah, so now we need to do the Northeast Division. Is I don't know, maybe right? we should ask Jessica and Deanna. Yeah. What, what do you think? Are, are we on the right path? Well, I maybe, kinda, maybe I kinda, we just shouldn't do it. I'm, I'm thinking they weren't painted. Yeah, let's just not Let's do just it. put it away. Yeah. All right. <laughs> just kidding. All right. We love you both well in different ways. Yes, but. and and uh, to to my Jessica, thank you for not giving me shit about the aircraft challenge. Well, it's because she doesn't listen to it. Love you. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right. Okay. Let's, uh, do we want to go northeast or southeast? No. Might as well just go northeast. Yeah, let's All just right. do get that. it done. Northeast so day. let's see. What do we have? Oh, I know. I know what Tony's gonna pick here. <laughs> Is this the third round or second? First, this is the like third, third round. Yep. Okay, so, so third round Northeast down. Division. Um, I laugh because we know what Tony's going to pick on this one. Um, oh, F4 you think Phantom you do? Or the ME262. Mm. I'll just chalk Tony up for the F4 Phantom. <laughs> Might as well. it's his favorite aircraft. Yeah, um, definitely. And you know, the most me, badass aircraft yeah, ever. I, badass looking it is a cool aircraft, aircraft I'm not ever created. Even, I mean the 262 because of the the historical value and things like that. The first operational jet fighter yeah, in the world. It's awesome, but I I can't go against the Phantom either. So yeah. I mean, Aaron. Yeah, it's it, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> I mean, the F4, matter, but... seeing the F4, right. hearing the F4. I, I do want to. The cool thing about let me just finish this thought. The cool thing about the F4 is it it looks. I mean. It looks so unstable. I mean, you know, oh, the, yeah. the the wing tips are canted up. The 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 tail plane, you know, the the horizontal stabilizers are canted down. I know. It's got the two engines kind of tucked up underneath there. It, it just looks like a crazy ass design. It looks like a Phantom. Yeah, I guess you could say that. A uh, <laughs> That's probably you could even go as far it. as calling it the Phantom Menace. <laughs> No, wait. Oh, Sorry, Here George. We go back to Star Wars. <laughs> now Tony's got a saber in his pants. <laughs> All right. No, that um, would be an F-86. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the F-4 moves on. That's kind of easy. Um, like, oh, this was a tough one. The, the Boeing 747 and the F-22. Oh, Raptor. let me let me oh. point out something really quick, though, okay. um, about the ME-262. Uh-huh. Is, um, okay, Dan. You said quick. So. 85%, 85% of the aircraft on this aircraft challenge would not even exist if it weren't for the ME-262. That is true. 
That, so that is, that's anyway, a breakthrough aircraft. so so yeah, un- it's, it, it's unfortunate fan, that it was. I, no, I know, but yeah. what I'm saying is, it's unfortunate that it was Nazi Germany that came out with this. Um, but uh, but anyway, so but see, all it did is make us want to be better, so we could right. counter it. Hey, by the way, I had something I wanted to add. Which which aircraft was it on the challenge that we said has like a certain amount of kills? And the F-15? Was it the F-15? But the we F- haven't... That's on the challenge. I know, but have we... We haven't talked about it yet, though, have we? The F-15? The F-15? Yeah, we yeah. did. That was in the first round. Oh, and the... Yeah. the and 29. the B-29 okay, so beat it listen. out. So Dad was talking to me because he listened to the podcast. Uh-huh. And he's like... He was he was kind of teasing me about getting our facts straight. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, the F-15 has... It got defeated. Because it lost oh, in the round, so the F fifteen. Sorry, so but it that's lost its first in the aircraft loss. challenge. It lost in the aircraft yes. challenge. So thanks for pointing that out, Dad. But <laughs> anyway, um, that's right. I I forgot that it wasn't a buy. It, the B twenty nine beat it out. Wow. Anyway, yeah. okay. Moving on. The uh, Boeing seven forty seven against the Raptor. The F twenty. Oh my. Are you serious? That's yeah. not fair. Well, that is hey, not fair at all. Airplane nerds. That's I don't like, pick them. They pick me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, this challenge is dumb. I think we shouldn't do it anymore. <laughs> it's too hard. <laughs> oh, um, I can't. Seriously? You. Technically, who went first last time? I did. I kind of just voted for you. Yeah, but. you voted for okay, all so of us. Okay, so I'll go first so. this time. Um, I don't Jeez. know. Looking at it anymore is gonna have. Um, so I guess you could look at it this way. If an F twenty two really went up against a Boeing seven forty seven, yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. When I see both aircraft, <laughs> when I see them, forty seven fly. Um, which one? Which one do I think has the most effect on me when I like? Look at it, oh man! They, this is gonna be hard. All right, right? so listen. <laughs> which, I don't which know what to do. Oh my god! I just—they're both equally impressive when I saw them for the first time. Um, for me, I, I tend to vote for a lot of these when I was younger because I think they had more of an impression on me when I was younger. So I'm gonna go with the Boeing Seven Forty Seven. Okay, can I add something? Sure. So just. So you know, whatever passes this round is going up against the F four Phantom. Mm, Next, so true. so that's you true, could have an epic battle between the F twenty two Raptor <laughs> and the F four Phantom. Actually, the F four wouldn't even know the F twenty two shot its ass out of the sky. Yeah, that's true. So it's not really the, oh, the F twenty two is really badass. But I'm gonna go with the seven forty seven just because that. That's just not. That air just does it for me. Sorry. Uh, okay. I think you're right. Am I going right? next? So Tony went first, then me, then you, then I went, and then you, then Tony, and then yeah. we'll go back to... Well, the, the Boeing 747 is one of the most iconic aircraft in the world. Like, anybody and everybody knows what a 747 is. Um, even the news gets it right. Yeah, and that's pretty crazy. impressive. That's pretty yes. impressive. <laughs> exactly. Um, that, you know, I... And that new uh, 747-8 that is out right now with the upgraded engines and the Dreamliner technology and the wings. Intercontinental. Yeah, the Intercontinental and also the cargo. Um, 
And then, of course, you got the F-22, which is, you know, the world's first, you know, fully operational fighter stealth aircraft. I mean, the F-117 is basically a bomber. That was the first stealth fighter, technically. But that could have been named the B-117, as far as I'm mm-hmm. concerned. Exactly. Um, so the F-22, super cruises, I, you know... I'm gonna have to go with the F-22. Oh my God! You're gonna leave it up to me. Yeah, yep. because I I I love both aircraft, but if if it's one against the other, the F-22. Okay. Damn it! The most impressive demo. Oh it is man! So awesome. I mean, you oh, can you know a lot demo. of aviation buffs can sit there and argue. You know, oh well, I watched the Russian demos with the Sukhois and all. You know, yes, it's cool, and they maneuver like crazy too. But nothing looks more badass than an F-22 maneuvering in those ways. You oh, know, yeah. You just can't get... I can't get enough of that. Oh, you're really going to make me choose. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> Man. Well. Today, you're going to make the women mad that it went longer. Right? I know. We're, what, at 56 minutes? Um... <laughs> Let's see. Oh, this is so tough. I got to go with the 747. Oh, the Raptor I goes can't down. Yep. I got to go for the 747. Down. That is the most majestic. Um it's it's It is. I mean, I'm not disappointed, but So, Ryan, did did it ever occur to you when you were putting this damn thing together that maybe you should have had the commercial and civilian aircraft go against themselves and then the military? Mm, Not really, just because I thought of the top 60 aircraft that I I thought. That just makes it worse. It'll be cool to see when we get down to the final four, like what we think. Yeah. But see, it, four, out of us three, our opinions. It, it would have been but. cool if the aircraft challenge had ended up with the F thirty five versus the F twenty two in the final. But I know that's, yeah. that's all right. I have a feeling that uh, <laughs> I think I can just kind of see and tell which ones are going to make it to the finals. Maybe but, uh, anyway. Okay, right. so what's our next one? Boeing, another Boeing. Wow, they ended up in the same region. So uh, Boeing seven twenty seven and the Bell X one. Oh gosh! Got mm. any Beemans? Um, Got any Beemans? Okay, is, so is just like the ME two sixty two, what? Just like the ME two sixty two, if the Bell oh. X one never came about, right, no. uh, this podcast would be about fifteen minutes shorter. That's right. <laughs> and our significant so. others would wouldn't give us so much <laughs> shit all the time. Um, it's your turn to go first. Mine. Okay, yeah. so. Uh, Bell X one, obviously the aircraft broke the sound barrier. Chuck Yeager. Glamorous Glennis. Glamorous Glennis. And uh, <laughs> um, dropped out of a B 29, actually, mm-hmm. at altitude, which is cool. Good history. Um, 727, awesome uh, trijet with the T tail. Um, the 727 was always my favorite airliner when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. I loved the that 727. I've flown on several 727s. It's actually very smooth aircraft to fly on it is pretty pretty quiet too because all the engines are in the back and you don't have anything you know under the wings um i'm just gonna have to i'm gonna go with the 727 and the reason why is i love the x1 but the 747 just got um passed through to the next round and um 
I gotta keep the Boeing aircraft going. <laughs> okay. Keep the Boeing going. <laughs> All right, tell me, shoot. Oh gosh. Um, so I flew on a seven. Well, I've flown several times mm-hmm. on a seven twenty seven, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what's funny is I used to be like that's all you would see out of Salt Lake mm-hmm. International Airport was seven twenty sevens, seven thirty seven two hundreds. Oh yeah. Um, and then I just thought it was the coolest thing ever when, when uh, Delta and and um, Western, Western Airlines, Airlines merged, merged and, yeah, and we got to see um, the Western Airlines DC ten flying out of right. Salt Lake International, and then we got to see. Um, the Delta uh, 757s. Yeah, and the Delta L10 11s. And the Delta L10 11s. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, oh my God, another 727. Well, you don't see them anymore. I know. They're, you don't see any of them. So all when the passenger you, ones are retired. So man. when you do see one, it's like just this awesome thing, you know, you yeah. get to see this really cool aircraft. And uh, so I flew on one from Salt Lake to um, Newark. Mm-hmm. On Eastern Airlines. Eastern, huh? Yeah. Wow. That was uh, from a very long time ago. Yeah. In fact, um, that was when I went to uh, Woodstock 94. Oh, boy. Here yeah. we go. Oh, boy. You better start the crazy. editing. But, no, it's... Uh, <laughs> but I just I just remember how smooth and yeah. quiet it was. It really is. It's, it's a great <clears throat> aircraft to fly on. Just... Uh, um, and it was it, it was a lot bigger on the inside than it appeared from yeah. the outside because yeah. it's such a smaller airplane to a lot of these others. But um, um, <laughs> the Bell X One, mm-hmm. just the story of how the sound barrier was broken. You know, the the movie The Right Stuff is one mm-hmm. of my all time favorites. You see him, the, you see Chuck Yeager riding up on his horse. Um, and he's overlooking an X, the X1 that's yes, sitting there and, and like the right. flames coming out of the back of it. And it just looks like a breathing monster yeah. or something. Um, boy, I, you guys think I'm going to go for the 727, don't you? And you're right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I got to go the Boeing 727. Well, I guess Ryan's vote doesn't really matter. Nope. But what, no. what do you think? Um do you, I, I think you were working with me, Ryan. This is pre-9-11. This is yeah. crazy. Do you remember going over to the commercial side at the airport and actually going up in the TWA 727 mm-hmm. that yeah, was I always totally there do. as an yep. overnighter? Totally do. And um, we used to tour the cockpit and the aircraft. and I mean, classic. Yeah. TWA. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's so awesome. That's who uh, Dan actually started working for. Really? TWA. Oh, yeah. That's and then, crazy. Uh, then they American with American. American, American right? with American, yep. yeah. But that's... Uh, cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have a vote. One thing I am going to say is obviously the X1 historically. I mean, you mm-hmm. would kind of... Maybe it's not really fair that one's on this challenge because... You know, it was kind of the start of everything, but I am going to take the 727, but here's what I'm going to say about that. As a ramp guy's perspective, I loved the 727s because you could fuel all three tanks simultaneously. Yes, you could. True. I remember. Which you didn't have to do the whole top the wings and then fuel the middle. Um, I love doing charters because they had the back stairs. Yep. Yep. So... The, the boarding and the deplaning always went faster because you could pull a stair truck up to the front and they could get out the back. Do you remember the old Champion Air 727? Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. And cleaning them was easier because of the access. Um, 
just the pits were huge like the doors uh, i remember the doors they'd have that extra bar that you could put the doors up higher mm -hmm. so the belt loaders were easier yeah. everything about them was just easy to work with even the icing because you didn't have icing. to worry about a an engine on the wing yep. and driving around totally. the, the engine and so the only thing i didn't i like, love those for a few reasons and i have flown on a yeah. couple as well the only but. thing i didn't like about servicing the 727 was the lav <laughs> really yeah, well, didn't it have the, yeah i was gonna say does anyone well, okay. really love that's a, i understand the servicing the lab is a pretty shitty job anyway Do -do oh, thank you i'll be here for eight more minutes <laughs> the um, but now isn't <laughs> yeah. the when you service the lab on that just like the older 727s you they had that really weird door that you had to twist and like push You're in talking about the donut the, yeah, the donut. Yeah, Thank you. Donut. You know, MD80s yeah. had donuts yeah. too. I hated yeah. those. I mean, you know, they did upgrade yeah, some of the 27s with mm -hmm. the flap doors, yeah, but yeah, you're I right. Know. The older models did have the donuts. Yeah, they sucked. They always froze in the yeah, winter. You, you yeah. Put, yeah, the. the Oh my god. Yeah. Those now, when those came in and I was supervisor, I just picked the guy I liked the least and I'd make him do the labs on those. You know what was funny though is when I when I worked for Millionaire, we'll get back to the challenge in a second, sorry. <laughs> but when I worked for Millionaire in Salt Lake and we had the contract with uh um with Frontier and JetBlue, mm -hmm. um I <laughs> this I volunteered to do the lab. On that because I kind of figured out that after like doing all the different positions and stuff mm -hmm. that was the easiest job because oh, you, you just you go in you service the lab yeah. and then you go and dump it and then you can take as many as much time as you want and then you just wait for the next one yeah, anyway sure. it was the easiest job yeah, no it was I mean definitely. actually doing labs were very easy it's just if right. you did them the right way you had nothing to worry about yeah but, right. The problem is, is sometimes the lav car wasn't in working condition, and yeah. or or well, sometimes yeah. winter certain, operations yeah. is always rough. We, yeah. we would always try to leave the lav carts in the hangars so right. that they wouldn't freeze. Yep. Or or sometimes uh, certain narcoleptic employees would uh, leave the bottom <laughs> of the tank of the lav truck open after dumping it. Oh god! So yeah, I've got a story for. Let me tell a quick story. Okay. I remember we serviced a Sun Country DC-10 that came in in the winter um, months for like this. Uh, they do this thing to Mexico, right? And uh, So they were flying to Sun Country. But every time they would come in, <laughs> for some reason, because I think they were always trying to get the cheapest price on anything, they didn't have a set person that fueled them or did their ground service. They would like call from the air and be like hey how much would it cost to get a lot you know so it's working graves one night they they called they wanted fuel and laugh from us i drive over the fuel truck while i'm there um the uh, the lap car hadn't showed up and i'm the supervisor at the time and i wanted to go fuel it because it was a dc10 i hadn't fueled one yet so i'm calling on the radio for the guy i work with like we, they need a lab where are you and it's from the opposite side of the airport so it takes you know five minute drive mm -hmm. and finally i just hear him be like oh yeah i forgot hey, i'm coming i'm hurrying i'm like all right fine so i finished fueling i'm driving away and i see him in in one of our trucks like coming i'm thinking to myself he's kind of going fast you know and and 
Are we talking about the same narcoleptic employee? No, it's okay. a different. Aaron, <laughs> you know I'm talking Aaron about, right? actually knows him. Um, okay. We don't need to name his name. I'll tell you after. Right. But so I see he's coming in the truck, which normally we tow our lap cart with like a tug or something. But he took this truck that had a, a hitch on yeah, it for right. equipment, and <laughs> and he's hauling ass. And I look, and I notice the lap cart doesn't look normal. Oh. He has rolled that thing on its side. So it's not on its wheels. Hasn't noticed. So it's sparking. And he passes me just like this. Boom, and it's sparking. And he just looks at me and goes, and waves with this half grin, like, hey, Ryan. And I get on the radio and I'm like, dude. I'm like, the lab car is freaking on its side. Stop. And he's just, then I just look in my rearview mirror and I see the brake lights come on and him get out. And I park and I go and I help him lift it. That lav cart, no joke, was three days old. It had just been oh. brand new. He got in a lot of trouble for that. But anyway, we, we kind of got up on a yeah, we did. there. But I just don't know how people don't look in their rearview mirrors and notice that the lav cart right. is sparking Well, how could you not notice the sparks at On night. the side. <laughs> I'm just like, wow, yeah, you idiot. fire danger on a Oh, jeez. Well, then we couldn't service the lav because the hose had had a hole in it because it was on its side and dragging on the ground and yeah. by the time i told some country we'd have to get another they're just like we got to get out of here and they got someone else to do it but anyway um wow. so 727 moves on yes um so, all right next this is our last one for this round and okay then we can be done uh we got the c-130 hercules going up against the p-51 mustang oh uh, who's first i was first last time Tony? Ryan? So it goes to me. Oh, good. I don't have the hard decision. Um, well, they're all hard, but I do love the C-130, the sound, the sound it makes. I love seeing them fly. They're an awesome aircraft, but the P-51 is going to make it pretty far on my votes because it's the P-51 is easily in my top five of my favorite aircraft. So, oh, And because yeah. the C-130 isn't in my top five, I'm going with the P-51. Cool. Okay, so... And then Aaron? me, yep. yep. Um, easy P fifty one Mustang is my choice. Um, dang, dang, dang. I love <laughs> I, I love the gunship version of the C one thirty. Yeah, those videos. Like I that's, mentioned before. Yeah, awesome. that's true. Um, but nothing beats a P fifty one. It's sound, sound the dude. way it looks. The sound. Um, I have flown in a P fifty one, which is one of the highlights of my life. Um. Yeah, P-51 all the way, man. Easy. Okay, so I guess it's to me for the tiebreaker? <laughs> um, no. Um, no. Sounds I, like you're listening as well as the ladies. I, I know, right. <laughs> I would have... No, I would have chosen the uh, the C-130. Um, really? Is it the AC-130 that's the, the attack? The gunship? gunship yeah. yeah. Then you've got the EC-130, which is the electronic warfare variant, the HC-130... Um, the KC-130. The KC-130. I've, I've flown on a C-130 a couple of times. Um, did did you see... Uh, the, I, was it Farnborough or the Paris Air Show where Lockheed had their new um, um, C-130, their L-100, you know, civilian version? No. And, oh, yeah. And the, the, the demo pilot did a loop in it. 
Ah. Oh yeah. No. Not not a roll, but a loop. No, a loop. Wow. And in a in a L one hundred is what they're called in civilian. But yeah, the C one thirty. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, a, 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 a freaking loop, man. And, and it is awesome and impressive. I'll have to check out that video. Will you post it on our Instagram yeah, page? Yeah, I'll have to. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll find it. Um, but uh, like you said, Ryan, the sound that the C-130 makes, one of my favorite sounds ever is when you hear the, the props of the C-130 when they feather the props. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, just the coolest, the coolest sound, sound ever. Anyway... Um, so, uh, all right. So the P-51's moving, moving into the yep. next round. So, so we'll have the F-4 and the 747 in the Northeast Division. And then the 727. What the hell are you watching? I know. It's, What'd you it's, do? Just put on Yentl or some shit? <laughs> Father, no, can was, you hear me? It was, it was, okay, wait, it was I an got, advertisement. I got oh, something okay. for you. Ready? What? Oh, nice thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, oh that, that is a badass sound. Yeah. So there you but, go. That's uh, why. But anyway, and then the 727 going up against the P51 next time, huh? Right. So on our next, just in case you didn't hear it the first time. <laughs> um, so on our next episode of the Aircraft Challenge, uh, we've got the Southeast Division for the third round, right? Yep. And then we start getting into the semi or the quarterfinals. Yep. Yep. Wow. We're almost there. Okay. We're, we're getting, getting there. there. Yep. Some pretty cool aircraft on here. So, uh, Ryan, uh, before we say bye-bye, um, where can everybody find you on social media? At Rum Follow Me, please. Oh, you changed it? <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Actually, it is at Rum Follow Me. Oh, I thought you please. changed it to at Rum Follow Me, please. <laughs> That's so, actually better. Here, here's, oh, okay. here's that. Now watch, watch what he does. Oh wow! Watch this. Those that's got different props on it, doesn't it? Yeah, that's the J model. The that's newest pretty one. awesome. I like you it. know, look oh at that, dude. God, dude. Are you sure you guys don't want to change your votes after seeing this? <laughs> I know. Because I went with the C one thirty anyway. Because I I flew on one a few times. That's freaking awesome. Isn't that awesome? That is yeah. pretty awesome. Um, that needs to go up on our Instagram page yeah, for sure. That's pretty sweet. Wow. Um, but uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, at room follow me. We got that. So now you guys let us know where we can find you, Aaron. Yeah, so I am at Aaron Rum Follow, and then also you can find me through our Instagram for Ramp Check Global at Ramp Check Global. Um, that's for Instagram and Twitter. Yep, um, that's where you can find me, and uh, you can find me at T Rum Follow. That's uh, my Instagram handle. Um, and of course, you know, all three of us are posting, uh, for the ramp check, uh, ramp check global at ramp check global page. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Thank God for cough medicine, um, and coding. Uh, but, uh, anyway, you can find us of course, um, on, uh, pretty much anywhere you get your podcast, Google podcasts, SoundCloud, and of course, uh, Apple podcasts, uh, make sure when you find us subscribe, uh, give us a five-star rating. Share it with your family and friends. And again, if you're... <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Um, if, you're, uh, if you're new to the podcast or to our Instagram page, uh, give us a shout-out. Say hello and uh, interact with us. Um, now, I think that Indiana Jones is like the furthest 
uh, away from us as far as uh, our podcast reach so far. So let's see if we can get somebody even further away or uh, uh, maybe from another country. But, uh, yeah, give us a shout on Twitter or Instagram. It's at RampCheckGlobal. And um, I guess for the rest of us, these guys are busy watching videos. Uh, I'm the video. <laughs> oh, Ryan's just texting. Yeah, I can see he's totally engaged. Yeah. Um, anyway. Well, you're, you're talking. Yeah. You're, yes, I am. You're so, taking us out there, big brother. So for, uh, for Aaron, Ryan, and myself, Tony, uh, that's it. We'll see you next time. Good day. <laughs>